Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. This is St. Louis Public Radio. It's Wednesday, April 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. EmptySchools.St. Louis. St. Louis Public Schools is trying to adjust with plans to shut down eight buildings at the end of the academic year. But officials say closing schools is not easy. Closing a school, it's fraught. It is a tough, tough decision to make. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney examines the debate over efficiency versus community when it comes to school enrollment. Activists in the St. Louis region want to send a strong message to elected officials and police after former Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin's guilty verdict. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. Many St. Louis activists were relieved and elated now that Derek Chauvin has been found guilty of murder. But they're quick to point out the work is far from finished. 18-year-old Marquise Govian was one of the people leading chants at a downtown St. Louis rally on Tuesday, shortly after the verdict was announced. This is not a celebration. This is not a celebration. This is a continuation. This is a continuation. In Govian's eyes, George Floyd received accountability, not justice, because he's still dead. It took so many black and brown dead bodies for us to get one act of accountability. And I think that is a shame. That's a shame to all of these systems that are supposedly supposed to answer to us. Govian says he plans to continue to advocate for police reform. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Elected officials throughout the region are also reacting to the verdict. U.S. Representative Cori Bush is happy with the jury's decision but calls the trial a traumatizing and painful reminder of how hard it is to hold police officers accountable. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones is also praising the verdict, saying we are finally seeing the consequences of when officers violate the trust of the people. Jones's statement came hours after she was sworn in as the first black female mayor in the city's history. That's where St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman picks up the story. Jones came within 900 votes of the mayor's office in 2017. In a speech that echoed Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream, she thanked her supporters who stuck with her over those four years. Today serves as a reminder of what our city can be when we summon the best within ourselves and come together around a positive vision of change and opportunity for all in our city. Jones is pledging cooperation with leaders throughout the region and the state and major changes to how policing is handled in the city. She says she has a dream of, quote, breaking the chains that have held St. Louis back for years. With her swearing in, most of the top elected offices in the city are now held by black politicians. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services is leaving his post. Dr. Randall Williams has submitted his resignation to Governor Mike Parson. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Phantom. Parson said he appreciated the work Williams had done during the coronavirus pandemic, but the governor did not say why Williams is stepping down. Parson has appointed Deputy Chief of Staff Robert Nodell as the state's acting health director. Nodell has been in charge of the state's vaccine rollout. Williams has been health director since 2017. During his tenure, he's come under fire from critics who accuse him and others in the Parson administration of blocking access to abortions through restrictive laws. 
Williams has also supported Parsons' approach to the health crisis, which allowed local leaders to decide whether to put preventative measures in place. The state has resisted issuing statewide mask mandates and other restrictions, even though doctors have implored state officials for more widespread policies. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The longtime managing director of the Repertory Theater of St. Louis is retiring. Mark Bernstein has led the Webster Groves-based theater since 1987. The rep has tripled its annual budget under his leadership. The theater's endowment has grown from $500,000 to nearly $10 million. Bernstein will stay on the job until January 1st. The theater is launching a national search for his successor. Eight St. Louis public schools will close when the academic year ends next month. But the district's buildings will still house far fewer students than big school districts throughout the country. St. Louis University education researchers say the city is near the bottom for enrollment per school. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney has more on the financial and community impact of under-enrolled schools. Let's start with an analogy. Remember the last time you took a flight? then you know commercial airlines have gotten really good at squeezing more people into economy class to maximize the costs of flying planes. Schools also waste money when there's empty desks and empty classrooms. So should a school district think more like an airline? Schools are not aircraft. Um, Schools are not airlines. That's Lena Bankert, a partner at the think tank and consulting firm Bellwether Education Partners. Bankert says while schools shouldn't think like corporations, there is a bottom line to consider. The costs are just much higher on a per pupil basis when schools are small. The other thing that comes with that is the schools that are small are oftentimes not able to invest in upkeep of physical plant. And so you're seeing facilities that are also eroding or not having the capital to put in and keep them modern and technology equipped. Let's look at the numbers. St. Louis Public Schools has 71 schools with an average of 308 kids in them. The average in big cities across the country, it's more than double that. St. Louis University's Prime Center on Education Research found St. Louis ranks at the bottom when comparing the district's building enrollment to ones around the state and country. Evan Ryan-Smith is the center's director. To see St. Louis, both SLPS by itself, and then when we combine SLPS with the charter schools in the city, to see us consistently be one of the smallest in all of these comparison groups was was pretty shocking. For instance, if you compare SLPS to Rockwood, a district in western St. Louis County, both have about 21,000 students, but Rockwood has more than double the number of students per building because it has half as many schools. Part of the problem is St. Louis's schools were built for a much larger city. Its enrollment peaked at 115,000 in the 1970s. Today, it's a fifth of that. The infrastructure was meant for a, a larger district, and unfortunately, we're not at that point anymore. When we have the closures, if schools close, families have to figure out where their children are going to be learning next year. And that's not easy. On top of citywide population loss, SLPS is also losing children to competing independent charter schools. SLPS initially proposed closing 11 schools this year. But community outcry and efforts by alumni, particularly at the historic Sumner High School, got the district to scale back the list to eight. After its smaller consolidation over the summer, the district enrollment per school will rise by just about two dozen kids. So, should SLPS drastically cut the number of schools and put more kids in fewer buildings? 
Lena Bankert says there's more than efficiency to consider. Closing a school, it's fraught. It is a tough, tough decision to make. It goes beyond just what logic or numbers might tell you. And there's so much emotion, connection to the community, and legacy that often needs to be reckoned with as well. With all that in mind, Bankert says districts like St. Louis will eventually reach a tipping point and need to consider the cost of just keeping the lights on. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.